21 today, 21 today. 21st episode of Near Perfect Pictures coming at you for the next three hours. My apologies for the uh, extended uh, duration of time between episodes. Uh, I've started a new job, couldn't uh, get the, the studio booked at convenient times. So I'm here on the Sabbath, I'm here on Sunday after watching Man United uh, getting their backside handed to them on a silver platter. It was quite delicious. No offence to all you United fans with decent musical taste, but, you know, it is football. Um, so that's a great way for me, at least personally, to start off the programme. Uh, lots of new releases to get to as well. I, I shall point them out to you, shall I? Um, we're going to hear something new uh, by The Undertones. Yeah, The Undertones. Uh, Kevin Shields has added his... Uh, touch to uh, get over you and it's coming out uh, it is out on a limited edition uh, a red vinyl single if you can get your hands on it uh, and there will be a digital download of that uh, announced uh, quite soon and uh, once i know i shall let you know so you can uh, if you're interested uh, purchase a copy of it so that's quite nifty uh, something new uh, by uh, la sera uh, featuring uh, katie goodman uh, ex uh, vivian girls and uh, todd uh, uh, Weisenbaker, who used to uh, be in uh, Ryan Adams's band, um, going to persist with some more uh, frightened rabbit from their from their new record, and uh, they are just a band that uh, I'd make mandatory to have in your record collection. So we're uh, going to hear some more from them. Um, similarly, there's something new uh, by The Witches, some new stuff uh, from Griff Reese, uh, Griff Reese rather, uh, from uh, Super Furry Animals. And uh, the feature interview this week is with uh, Manchester's Walton Hess, with Matt Grayson, who is essentially, in essence, the, uh, the life and soul of Walton Hess. So we'll be talking to Matt uh, towards the end of the programme and uh, featuring a couple of tracks uh, from uh, their only release to date. And what else have we got here? We've got the usual uh, obligatory fall Oh, track, of course. Uh, and I'm trying to see. I thought it was the new release I'd uh, uh, hidden amongst all this stuff here, but uh, it'll probably rear its ugly head later on. Anyway, you can expect to hear also, uh, hopefully, if I can get to this massive list of songs which I have curated at the very last minute for you. Uh, Scritti Politti, Pale Saint, Charlatans, Clash, Big Moon. As I put down my spectacles here we got something from picks we got uh, some street bands some uh, some super furries uh, some bad lieutenant uh, or lieutenant depending on how you want to pronounce it uh, some new order steve mason glass vegas carter the unstoppable sex machine and lots lots more including this
familiar with that one that's hard vibe and that is a single from uh, 2005 from the debut long player stars of cctv and we kick things off with the undertones uh hybridization into a new band i could have done a segue couldn't i really with the undertone tracks uh, track that is forthcoming in the program but uh, in typical negligent uh, style i missed my opportunity genius move on virgin records uh, was the single and uh, released in 1987 and uh, it was released between records as they were having some label issues themselves. They uh, are a band made from, I hate to use the word, but probably remnants, the O'Neill brothers from uh, The Undertones uh, uh, with some other uh, collaborators in conjunction with Steve Mack, an American chap at, uh, uh, on, on, lead, on lead vocals. And I think I mentioned in previous episodes that there was a, uh, a romantic uh, uh, relationship with uh, Steve Mack and uh, one of the voice of the beehives and I'd perpetually be seeing them at each other's gigs uh, in the uh, in the late 80s early 90s anyway that's uh, that's some rambling and I shall continue to ramble a little bit more in terms of being able to allow you to communicate and contact and follow the program if you want to hear anything or you want to moan complain or uh, or anything else for that matter nearperfectpitch at gmail.com um, you can uh, reach us on Twitter at near Perth Pitch, uh, Instagram at Near Perfect Pitch, Facebook has a page under the moniker, and uh, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Vimeo also have a presence. Don't forget, uh, by whatever means you're listening to the program on right now, you can uh, also get it on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and via other means. And a special other means is CKCUFM. Um, they are 
located at ckcufm.com for, for those of you listening who are outside of the uh, the Ottawa area, outside of Canada, outside of Ontario. Uh, you can always listen to the programme on said website and listen to a litany of, of, of other fantastic shows, programmes and music, all presented by volunteers such as myself. Uh, uh, on uh, 93.1 FM and via the site, as I've just mentioned, and I shall mention again, ckcufm.com. And that's where I'm rec- recording the studio. Sorry, that's where I'm recording the program in the studio uh, right now. Um, what we're going to hear next is something from Brooklyn. We're going to hear the drums.
Eat on Fiction Records from 1992, uh, a single, and uh, that did rather well for them. That was their, their, their highest charting single, I believe. Um, before we heard uh, Eat, we heard uh, Verve, uh, often called The Verve because of legal reasons in North America, which I hate. And that's uh, from A Storm in Heaven, and that's on Hut Records from 1993. And before that, we heard from New York, from Brooklyn specifically, Magic Mountain by The Drums. So we seem to be up to date, which is nice. Frightened Rabbit is coming up next. Uh, do stay tuned for the uh, entirety of the programme. Uh, at the end, which is where the interviews are always housed, Matt Grayson uh, is... Uh, Uh, featured uh, as the feature artist uh, who I am interviewing uh, by virtue of his band Walton Hess, who are new, uh, who are getting some play uh, locally in Manchester and have got some uh, play on six as well, which is fantastic. Really happy for him, uh, playing a couple of tracks uh, from uh, their only release to date, and that will be happening at the end of the programme. To look forward to, we've got Tinterweb time coming up. We've got uh, Facebook things, we've got Cover Me, the the obligatory fall R track amongst other things. Loads and loads of goodies, but here's some Frightened Rabbit from their latest release and I hope to be playing more of, uh, of this band for you. I've played a lot in the past, I shall continue to do so and please source their material. The vast, vast majority is available digitally on all the usual outlets.
So you have to fade this out before Geraldine kicks in on the album. That is the majestic Las Vegas from their uh, monumental debut uh, from 2008. And that's a single which came out in 2009 called Flowers and Football Tops. Just a brilliant record. That's their first of three studio albums that you can uh, get your hot little hands on, should you wish to. And uh, prior to that, from an absolutely stupendous record, Painting of a Panic Attack, the fifth studio album from, from Frightened Rabbit, and that is a song called Get Out. They are an absolutely tremendous band. If you like the likes of Trash Can Sinatra's and good songwriting, these guys don't just do that. They do it in such a prolific way as well. Their body of work thus far is, is immense for the amount of time that they've been making records. Just a beautiful, beautiful outfit, and they've not put out one Duff track, never mind one Duff EP single or album. So that's Frightened Rabbit, and I'll be plugging them till the end of time. Uh, we started off the programme with, with a nice... Uh, hat-trick just after uh, we heard some hard fight and uh, that petrol motion we heard a hat-trick of uh, the drums the verve verve as i i've just gone against what i said haven't i, I said i wouldn't refer to them as the verve go back and edit that perhaps anyway verve and eat that was the hat-trick that was a quick fire scottish brace that we heard uh, by way of glass vegas and frightened rabbit and it's time for another quick fire brace uh, this time it'll come from Manchester and it's absolutely staggering the amount of music and quality music that comes out of Manchester, Liverpool and Scotland on a per capita basis. I'd love to be able to commission a study to be able to categorically uh, find a winner in terms of a great output per capita but uh, those three would certainly be in contention. If you wanted to whittle it down you could extrapolate probably Scotland and call it uh, and call it Glasgow and surrounds. Anyway, I'm waffling again which I tend to do but it's a free programme so you can't moan and complain. Here's some new order. Oh, I- 
from 2009. That is uh, Bad Lieutenant, or Bad Lieutenant, depending on where you're from. That's a request, actually, for Danny in Chicago. Thanks, mate, for, uh, for your email. Do appreciate that. And uh, before that, we had Love Vigilantes by New Order themselves uh, from the album uh, entitled uh, Low Life, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. That's the lead track of uh, that record. And, of course, that is on uh, Factory Records. Uh, the, the Bad uh, Lieutenant project was... Uh, was founded by uh, by Barney uh, of New Order in uh, 2007 uh, after the second breakup of New Order and they released uh, the record he released the record rather uh, Never Cry Another Tear in uh, in 2009 and the, and the song we heard Twist of Fate was one of two singles pulled off the record the other one was uh, Sink or Swim and they both came out uh, in uh, mega remix bundles if you're so inclined to listen to an hour's worth of remixes of one single, if that's your bag, then it's available to you quite handily. Um, next, Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine.
I do like that. That's brand new stuff from La Serra from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and that's uh, from their uh, latest EP called Queens. You can get that on their uh, Bandcamp page. They've got uh, four albums to date, uh, starting with their self-titled uh, debut, uh, which arrived in early 2011, followed by Seize the Light, which arrived in spring 2012. Hour of the Dawn arrived summer 2014. And the latest long player, uh, Saw Light of Day, uh, at the beginning of March of this year. All their material... Um, is linked to on the, the Bandcamp page. So if you uh, like what you hear and you love a bit of jingle jangle, as you should, those are a good bunch to follow. As I mentioned before, Katie Goodman is ex of uh, Vivian Girls and Todd uh, uh, Weisenbaker used to be uh, in Ryan Adams's uh, a touring band. Uh, but they have been together as La Serra since about uh, 2010, I believe. And before that, we heard Carter, The Unstoppable Sex Machine, and that is a single which was released in 1991 called After the Watershed, in brackets, Early Learning, The Hard Way. And that didn't actually appear on uh, any studio albums proper, as they say. It did uh, feature on uh, some compilations, but not on an, an album as such. So we've had about uh, 11 songs thus far, got another 20 or so to go. We've got the interview coming up with, uh, with Matt Grayson from uh, Walton Hess, which is grand, and that's coming at the end of the programme. We've got the Obligatory Fall Ah track coming up in a while. We've got uh, a cover version this week, which I think is extra nifty. We've got Tinterweb Time, we've got Facebook Things, and we've got Block Party.
can't whack that, can you? Steve Mason, and that is uh, a song called Lonely from his third, sorry, his second solo LP called Monkey Minds in the Devil's Time, and that was released in uh, 2013 on Domino Records. Uh, Steve Mason is, of course, ex uh, beta band, ex King Biscuit Time, and uh, I'm not sure if we'll make another record under the guise of Black Affair. Uh, only Steve. And Steve alone, I suppose, knows the answer to that question. And uh, prior to hearing some uh, Steve Mason, we heard The Big Moon. And that's a, a relatively new track of theirs called uh, Sucker. And all the Big Moon stuff you can source digitally through their uh, their website at thebigmoon.co.uk. It is now time for what we fondly call uh, the obligatory fall ah oh, track every week, each and every week. Every bloody week we play a fall song, and this week is no different. Pass the flag, 
Sir Gruff Reese with the title track to his fifth studio record called Set Fire to the Stars. And that was released uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, in case you don't know, Gruff Reese is the lead of uh, Super Fairy Animals. We'll be hearing a song by Super Fairy Animals uh, towards the end of the programme. And before we heard uh, Gruff Reese, we heard uh, the obligatory full up track for this week. And... Uh, a nifty little tune, that one, called Pacifying Joint. And we all need one of those every now and again, don't we? As I made a very, very, very broad assumption there. Um, I certainly could use one right now, to be frank, but uh, that's uh, completely irrelevant in the circumstances. That's from 2005's uh, LP called Fall Heads Roll. Uh, a really uh, overlooked fall record, uh, to be truthful, uh, on slogan records. And uh, I do, do like it. And uh, as I say, it didn't, uh, didn't sell awfully well and it was uh, not promoted very well either, uh, to be truthful. But uh, that particular track is just a belter. Again, pacifying joint by uh, The Fall. Oh. And uh, before we heard the full track, we heard Lonely by Steve Mason off uh, his second last LP. We're up to date. Here's some Kingmaker.
You have incredibly good taste.
wonderful stuff that that's the smiths and that is a version of as you can probably figure out some girls are bigger than others that's a live version and uh, the original version of uh, that track uh, appeared on the Kassingle. Do you remember them? Uh, a cassette single. Uh, I remember buying mine at, um, I believe it was, our price in Stockport at the time. And uh, it was the only, uh, the only place you could find this particular live version uh, of the song and uh, sporting its extra verse for all the, the Smiths collectors out there. It, uh, it saw its digital um, re-release uh, on uh, a series of singles that were re-released by the Smiths uh, in, uh, I think, 92 that were being re-released en masse. And uh, it's on the B-side of the first CD of two of There Is A Light That Never Goes Out. So if you want a decent copy. I remember uh, going home after getting that single and doing a tape-to-tape recording from that, which was on a... Uh, on, a, on ferric oxide tape uh, onto a metal cassette and then never playing the cassette itself again and I've still got it somewhere sealed away. Um, that's what you go, that's the lengths you go to when you're a, a collector. And uh, anyway, that's a little bit of an anecdote with regards to that particular uh, single uh, by the Smiths. And um, as I get my ducks in a row here, uh, we heard uh, before the Smiths track, we heard some Kingmaker and that's from their debut, their first of three records called Eat Yourself Whole. Uh, on Scorch Records, and that was released uh, in 1991, and that's the lead track off the first LP called Revelation. We are indeed now again, once more, up to date. Uh, coming up next, uh, there's something new here, as I'd uh, alluded to earlier in the programme. Uh, from 1979, uh, the, the Undertones, they recorded a single called Get Over You, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you know it, but uh, it's been re-released, and there uh, is a limited edition vinyl 7-inch uh, uh, on, uh, on, on red vinyl, which I understand uh, is in the post, if uh, my tracking is correct, uh, and the digital uh, digital version will be available, uh, although I do not know via what means, but I've been uh, reliably informed that you'll be able to download it very, very soon. Of course, you're going to have to pay for it. Um, so, Get Over You has been redone by Kevin Shields. He's not done an awful lot, because Kevin Shields is, is one of my, old, my all-time favourite uh, producers uh, and, 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 and remixers. However, uh, on this particular version... He doesn't do an awful lot to it. He just tends to uh, really uh, chunk up a lot of the guitar, and it just sounds a little bit more dynamically fuller than the original, which, of course, you'd probably expect, being that it was recorded in 1979 and it was essentially post-punk, and uh, this has just made the version all that more better. I'm going to play it for you right now. Know your name 
come and go And everyone's got their tales of woe But there's one thing that you all should know Only football can truly break your heart There can be famine and hunger when the crops all fail There can be a sense of loss when love goes stale But when Saturday comes it's on the Richter scale Cause only football can truly break your heart That last minute goal off a wicked deflection That horrible feeling of utter dejection And when you see the joy in the away fans section It's hard to take it's hard Time and again we feel the pain As our hopes and dreams go down the drain But for some mad reason we still remain steadfast to the end Corporate tops pollute our grounds Knocked out of the cup in the early rounds Still our dedication it knows no bounds Only football can truly break your heart In a hostile town and I've lost all me mates and it's chucking it down I'm sure it was this way we walked to the ground Or was it up there past the rose and crown I'm confused and I'm tired and I've got cold feet And there's a sinister firm at the top of the street Looking for stragglers but I don't excrete I just keep it cool and remain discreet Then I see the car outside a shop Thing won't start and the rain won't stop There's a ticket on the screen from a traffic cop I look at the table and guess who's top Only football can truly break your heart Derby defeats in the very last minute After chance after chance to go and win it If you see a hole, just stick me in it This isn't how it's meant to be Getting done by our rivals are mentally distraught If you go past the Aussie, I'm on life support But please don't bring me the match reports I'm not feeling very well at all And our offside goal was borderline And how many times did they clear off the line And the bastards go and score in injury time Only football can truly break your heart There's no other place in the world where you can acceptably go mad Where you can explode with joy and hope total strangers And scream yes, yes, yes at the top of your voice Other than at the match You can share a roller coaster of emotions as one with thousands of other equally irrational people. It is our lifeblood, our soul, our game. They said love, love will tear us apart. But it's only football that can truly, truly break your heart.
I'd like to tell you about when I was a young boy. Must have been three or four months old at the time. I didn't really know what I wanted, and if I did, I wouldn't have been able to tell anybody because all I could do was gurgle. So I sat there in my eye chair, thinking one day, looking at me tray and thinking, what I'd give for a meal on there. So I started looking around to see what I could have. I was rubbing my eggy soldier in my head, trying to think. And then I looked in the corner, and there's a little bread bin with its mouth open, just staring at me like. And then I looked in, and I saw bread. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have toast. A little piece of toast. Well, then I started getting older. I hated this, I hated that. Expensive steak was ludicrous, and cafes couldn't cater for the finer things in life. The upper crust was not for me. I could tell that. So I'd go back home, switch the kitchen light on, put the grill on, slip a slice under, and have toast. A little piece of toast. Because there's so much to choose from. There's brown bread, white bread, all sorts of wholemeal bread. It comes in funny packages with writing on the side. But it doesn't matter which one you have. Because when you cut the crust off, have it with marmalade or butter, cheese, tomatoes, beans, banana, or chocolate. If it's strange, it doesn't really matter. Oh no, it all goes with toast. Just toast. I'm going to think about it some. Another trying to find the bread store But I can't find it anywhere And then I bump into a mother With a baby in a basket And she says Oh let you start him off again I'll come down with a little bit of peace and quiet To get some bread to go home to make toast, toast. Just toast. toast I like toast Yeah but I don't half like toast Okay scrape that toast boys It's no good. Hey, listen, I'm getting a bit brand off staying in here. Me too. Should we go and have some toast? It's a good idea. Why not? Okay. I've got the grill on. Got any brown bread? Yeah. I've got wholemeal bread. Toast. Wheat meal bread. Toast. All sorts of toast. Let's go. Thank you. 
just uh, the year of the 1978 World Cup in Argentina. It was the year that uh, that song by Street Band was released called Toast. 1978. Remember buying that single as a youth and uh, thought I'd play that as a dedication. And that's a dedication to my missus who uh, regimentally makes a brilliant job of burning it. Anyway, that uh, features Paul Young, who I'm sure you've all heard of. And uh, Paul Young uh, a colourful past before he actually uh, made it as a solo artist. Um, so Paul was in a band called Cat Cool and the Cool Cats, and that's just beyond cringeworthy. He was also in Street Band, and that was the only single of, of any note that, that did anything, and also uh, Q-Tips. And then he uh, released his debut record with Love of the Common People, Wherever I Lay My Hat, and all that stuff, and the rest is history. So... That's dedication to my missus. Thank you so much. And before that, we heard uh, from Jegzy Dodd. Hoping to get Jegzy on the on the programme. He's top scouser. He's a uh, performance poet. Also has a uh, a band uh, called uh, the Sons of Harry Cross. And if you're familiar with uh, with scouse folklore and uh, and pop culture and soap operas, you will know exactly what that reference uh, is referring to in itself. And uh, before we hear Jegzy, what do we hear as I look over my notes here and try and present myself as if I'm remotely organised here? We heard, of course, yes, we heard uh, Get Over You, uh, the remix uh, as done by Kevin Shields, which is uh, brand, brand new, uh, of uh, Get Over You, which was originally released by The Undertones in 1979. It's time for this week's cover version. There's a band from Austin, Texas called Ringo Death Star, which I think in itself is fantastic. Great, great name. Um, a series of records they have put out, which are usually uh, available across all digital platforms, including their own website. Uh, but this particular one was an unofficial official release of sorts, and they've done a cover version of, of uh, Tapao's Heart and Soul. Uh, you'd be excused for not knowing the song, uh, but those who know it will know it really well because it was just played anywhere and everywhere for about two years solid. But this version is pretty nifty indeed. <laughs>
Death by White Lies. And that's uh, a song and a single that uh, first came to light in... Mm. Boss Tune, that, that's Death by White Lies. Ealing's... Uh, um, 
boss tune is that. That is uh, Ealing's White Lies. And from their first LP, their first of four, that's a single called Death from 2009. And before we heard Death by by that lot, White Lies, we heard some charlatans from way, way back when. From 94, I never want an easy life if me and he were ever to get there. Uh, And I'm sure that could be short to an acronym. Uh, That's from Up To Our Hips. And before we heard the charlatans, we heard uh, Ringo Death Star from Austin, Texas, with their rendition of Tapao's Heart and Soul. It's Tinterweb time, and, in, and Tinterweb time is, is a weekly look at the website of the week, something that is either religiously visited by myself, a place I frequent, something I stumble upon, something that I deem interesting. Uh, this week is, is particularly poignant. Uh, CKCU-FM is uh, Canada's, uh, well, most successful, largest and best community radio station and by that uh, I mean it is the best of the best so uh, it's Tinterweb time and in keeping with uh, informing you and uh, turning you on to new stuff that I either stumble upon or visit or uh, just happen to uh, uh, remember uh, this is particularly poignant this week we're talking about uh, CKCU-FM's annual funding drive the 2016 funding drive for CKCU is underway as of uh, this last Friday, the 21st of October, and is uh, scheduled all the way through until uh, November the 6th. Um, and the station needs to raise 135 grand, 135 bags of sand is what they've got to come up with. CKCU FM, 93.1 in the Ottawa area, you can uh, listen quite handily. Uh, you can also listen on uh, the website, CKCU FM. Uh, sorry, ckcufm.com. And there are podcasts, and you can listen to all these wonderful shows when and if you see fit. If you like uh, the most obscure type of music, uh, odds on there's there's a volunteer here who is uber well-based in said discipline and uh, will make you very, very happy. So give it a go. Um, I've been here for a long old while uh, in, in varying uh, incarnations at CKCU got nothing but good things to say about everybody here in terms of their selflessness and their genuine love for music. Um, the station uh, can only exist with the help of volunteers and uh, donations. So, being that it's Tinterweb time on episode 21 of Near Perfect Pitch, and a lot of you listen to the programme uh, uh, from uh, many, many places far afield, nowhere near Ottawa, nowhere near Canada even, um, uh, Just, just be aware that I put this show together, granted, it, uh, it's not the best produced show in the world, I'll give you that, uh, but uh, my intentions are pure, as they say. I pick a bunch of tunes last minute, drive to a, a studio, and I play them for you. It's unscripted, I chuck them into a bag, and uh, hopefully at the, at the end of uh, an endeavour, I've got uh, three plus hours worth of decent music, a decent interview, and something that you can listen to at your leisure. So... Let's celebrate uh, CKCU's uh, 41st birthday, which will be on November the 15th, the day before mine. Uh, And uh, call and donate or donate online. So go to ckcufm.com. You've got time uh, because you'll probably be listening to this crack. If I'm going to upload this, I'll upload it on Monday. So it's probably going to be uploaded about the 24th. Um, So you've got plenty of time to... uh, to send a donation to the station to keep keep it on the air. 135, uh, we've got about 18 grand raised thus far, and uh, 135 is the total. So, 
ckcufm.com. It's where I record the program. I'm in the studio right now. I'm indebted to them. Uh, I used to have a program here for many years called Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps. And uh, just love everything about this place. Even even the ridiculously hot studio I'm in right now as I sit in my chair uh, in, in a thong and flip-flops. ckcufm.com. Please donate. It's very, very important to keep this radio station on the air. Um, now it's time for some shoegaze. Here's some Pale Saints.
From last year's Fall In EP, that's Pix, P-I-X-X, and that's a way to say goodbye. Nice tune, that. And before that, we heard Pale Saints from their uh, from their debut, Anything and Everything. It was a uh, an EP released on 4AD Records, and uh, Sight of You was the lead track, uh, a very, very different version to the version that uh, uh, appears on the record itself. Uh, the EP is called Barging into the Presence of God, uh, Shoegazy Fantasticness, uh, Ian Masters and his Pale Saints. And before we heard Pale Saints, I was reminding you of how important CKCU is and should be in your lives. And uh, we heard Death by White Lies before uh, talking about CKCU. It's time for Facebook Things. And Facebook Things is a uh, just a little uh, foray into what I've been posting in the last uh, few days on the site. Uh, 
pictures and uh, items of note. So the pictures are very, very self-explanatory. There doesn't need an awful lot uh, of, of explanation. Um, but uh, more importantly, there are links to some nifty little goings-on in the world of music. Now, a particularly good, uh, good story that I read yesterday um, Simon Wollstonecroft, who was on uh, the programme, who was the drummer with the Fall for 11 years, um, he's since found some uh, demos that were uh, done under the guise of Freak Party before uh, the Smiths became the Smiths. And they are going to see light of day as digital downloads and a limited edition 7-inch. So stay tuned for that. I think that is rather, rather nifty. So that is forthcoming, and uh, there'll be more details that I can share with you, I would hope, in the next uh, next couple of weeks or so. So that's another uh, collectible that I think, uh, well, I'll certainly be spending my money on that. There's no two ways about it. Um, loads of pictures I'm scrolling through here because all the Instagram uh, photographs that I post are uh, simultaneously posted uh, on this particular site as well. And, and Donald Trump doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't uh, escape a good hiding when it comes to some, uh, some scathing graphics here as well. Um, the Facebook page is really a portal uh, to, to, to keep up with what's going on. Another story here is the actual uh, re-release of um, Simon Wollstonecroft's book, which we talked about in the interview a few weeks ago, called You, you Can Drum But You Can't Hide. There's a link to, to buying it there and complete with uh, Stanley Chow's artwork on the front. Absolutely stunning package. Uh, even if it was a blank book, I think I'd buy it anyway. It just looks absolutely fantastic. So that is on order uh, via Amazon, and I suggest you do the same thing too because the first version was very very uh, revealing and fun and, and, and well written in terms of a, a very good overview of the Manchester scene and uh, life in the fall and uh, all kinds of other little things uh, and this has got uh, the last two years added to the end so it's uh, super 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 current and who knows there might be uh, another version released over the course of time depending on how busy Simon is himself and um, what else have I got here well, the internet is really slow so I must apologize I'm scrolling like a madman here but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not getting too too far if you want to if you want to watch some good telly uh, I watched um, a series a la binge watch um, this last week with my wife um, and it's called Deutschland 83 and it's about uh, the Cold War it's about Germany in the early 80s and an, uh, an East German uh, infiltrating the ranks of of, of uh, the, the West in uh, in West Germany, and uh, a lot of spy versus spy stuff. But there's a particularly brilliant scene there when the chap is first introduced, being he's German, is not aware of a, a lot of things that are available in the West. He's introduced to a Walkman, and it it, uh, it suitably blows his little mind, and it's quite brilliant. And and the program is not only well done, despite being entirely in German subtitles, which is. Uh, does sound like a headache, but it's not like an art film like Jean de Florette down the local artsy farsi cinema. It's not. It's not that hard, and it's, uh, in, in my opinion, it's not as hard to follow as, for instance, Narcos uh, with all of its Spanish um, subtitles. Anyway, the soundtrack is superb in that it's just 80s fest, uh, save for the the obligatory Nana tune. Very very good stuff. So if you're looking for some good telly. I think it's six or eight episodes, I can't remember. But all I know is I watched it within about two or three days and it was gripping stuff. So that's Facebook things and that's where we're at at minute. Um, it's time now uh, for our essential wax feature. And this uh, particular week, I'm going to be talking about the real people from Liverpool and specifically uh, their debut record, which was released in 1991. 
Now, real people are uh, credited with uh, being very instrumental in the genesis of uh, Oasis. That's very well documented uh, with Noel Gallagher's, Noel Gallagher's relationship uh, with, with the Griffiths. Um, they've been overlooked, I would hasten to say, quite handily. Uh, I, I, I've got all their records, and I'm very excited to... Uh, well, I'm going to be checking the post box a lot, as I normally do, but their new album... Is, uh, is available, and I'm going to post the links on the website. You can get it through uh, through the Facebook page and uh, through a, a number of other sites as well. So there's new material from them forthcoming. But this particular album, at the particular time, was such a, a wonderful breath of fresh air, beautiful pop, very nicely crafted, and criminally understated in terms of media coverage. However, just because it's not covered doesn't mean to say it's not any good, is it? If that would be the adage of, of everything I like, then uh, I'd, uh, I'd have a serious, serious problem. Anyway, real people, we'll, we'll kick off with the lead track, which is called Window Pane.
window pane. That's uh, the real people from their debut long player, as I've been talking about. Now, that uh, was released, as I mentioned, in 1991. The Griffiths Brothers have uh, written a load of songs for other people as well. So they're not just uh, writing songs for their own uh, for their own selves and their own band, but they've also written uh, hit singles for the likes of, uh, goodness knows, Cher, Atomic Kitten, and a load of other people as well. Now, if you're familiar with them, you'd be very happy that uh, the new album is, is being shipped this week. And if you read the show notes, as I put up uh, in each and every week's notes, I, I put the links for uh, for bands that uh, you'd uh, probably not. Uh, fucking hell! As I touched upon earlier, there is a, an oasis link with regards to uh, the real people. Uh, Noel uh, first met uh, Tony, um, Tony Griffiths of, of the band, uh, when he was uh, roadieing uh, for, for the Inspiral Carpets in about 92. He was looking to make a, a demo, and he contacted uh, Tony to see if he could uh, help him with any tips and tricks. Uh, and here's a quote by uh, Paul Moody. Uh, at the time uh, was reporting for The Enemy, the new musical express. Used to the hard knock school of uh, the Manchester scene, Oasis was shocked by the cooperation of their scouse mates, i.e. the real people. Because we've got our own eight-track studio, we let them come down to do the dock road uh, to... So the story with the real people on Oasis is, is quite a simple one, really. Um, Oasis uh, were unsigned uh, in the early 90s, and uh, this was a time when uh, Noel Gallagher first met uh, Tony Griffiths uh, of, of the real people when he was roadieing for uh, the Inspiral Carpets in the early 90s. Um, he wanted to make a really, really good-sounding demo, did Noel, and uh, didn't know all the, uh, uh, the ways and, and, and means to be able to do such a thing and to be able to get record company interest, so he, uh, he contacted Tony. Uh, and here's a, a little quote from Paul Moody, who was an enemy journalist at the time. He said that, uh, used to the hard-knock school of the Manchester scene, Oasis was shocked by the cooperation of their scouse mates, the real people. Because we'd got our own 8-track studio, we'd, we let them come down to the dock road and record there, says Tony. They were quite naive about recording, so we'd showed them how to play the songs, how to think about the structure of the songs and the dynamics. We were just helping them because that's what bands do in Liverpool. I don't think it's quite the same in Manchester because no one had done anything for them before. So these recordings ended up being the live demonstrations and then uh, we all know what happened with Oasis. So I'm not talking about Oasis, I'm talking about the, the real people. Now, if you want to look at their discography, uh, they've got to, to date, including the new one, which is uh, going to be in my uh, in my possession very, very soon. Started off with this debut, The Real People, uh, reached, uh, reached actually 59 in the album charts. Uh, in 96, it was followed up by What's On The Outside. Uh, Think Positive came out in 2010. And then a mini LP and Marshmallow Lane were released in 2012. And the new one, which we're all waiting for, is entitled Monday Morning Breakdown. And that is brand, brand spanking new. And if you want to get your hands on it, uh, follow some of the links that I'm going to be posting on the site. And uh, as always, if you go to the Facebook page or the Podbean page, and even iTunes and Google Play are doing a good job at emulating uh, the content that I want to be replicated across all the platforms. So 
point I'm trying to make in a rather roundabout way is any links of any pertinence as to how, how to get to the material that I play is going to be articulated in the links. So another song I'm going to play from this record, which is uh, a slower, quieter tune, uh, a slower, quieter tune that is in comparison to window pane that I played. We're going to be hearing this particular tune. And I think based upon looking at the record and uh, this relatively new feature of, of uh of essential wax, I think I should really be playing at least three songs from an album and not two. Maybe I'll uh, start that next week. Quite wondrous stuff that is from the real people. That is words from 1991's uh, debut LP. And uh, as I've been thinking uh, during the course of listening to that track, I think I will add uh, another tune to uh, the essential 
the essential wax feature whereby I'll be playing three songs from a featured record as opposed to two because uh, I, I could gladly play that record in its entirety and the subsequent four records as well in their entirety and not be bored uh, one iota they are a top top band and I encourage you to uh, source anything and everything you can by the real people if you like guitar pop it don't come much better than that. We're nearing the end of the programme. Um, I've had to sacrifice a couple of songs, uh, actually. Um, uh, some super furry animals have been uh, sacrificed, uh, as have uh, as has uh, something uh, by Scritti Politi I was uh, planning on playing as well. But uh, I'll bump them to next week's programme. I'm at least organised enough to do a cut and paste and, and bump it to next week's programme. So they will be uh, parlayed to uh, the next broadcast. Walton Hess, who are these people? Well, I'm not going to go into massive detail, to be honest, because um, they have uh, not been around for an awful long time. Uh, the, the, uh, the heart and soul of the band is, is uh, Matt Grayson, and Matt, during the course of the interview, uh, doesn't leave an awful lot to chance. He answers all the questions and tells you what's going on with, uh, within the world of Walton Hess. Uh, I was also delighted to find out that uh, they are getting uh, some decent airplay as well. And uh, I'm very happy to say that uh, I've got a couple of songs here that I'm going to be sharing with you as well. Uh, the first of which is coming up in, in a couple of moments. But uh, as I go to their Bandcamp page, uh, which will be in the show notes as well, uh, Manchester's Walton Hess, a six-piece based around the ideas and DIY ethics of songwriter Matt Grayson. Um, very, very true. The band pull on influences from Steve Malkmus to uh, Steve Reich. That's quite a gamut. Uh, the result is a blend of a country-tinged guitar pop and experimental noise, a nod to the likes of Beechwood Sparks or Ghost. Uh, is uh, And actually Born Era Wilco as well. So I tell you what, with a bio like that, you can't really go too, too wrong, can you, really? Uh, so I'm going to play a song uh, by... Uh, uh, by Walton Hess. The first one is uh, is going to be called uh, Plastic Sack Blues, and uh, I'm going to be uh, coming back uh, to have a little bit more of a chit-chat before we get into the interview itself, and then we'll be playing another song, and then that should be the end of, uh, of episode 22. Here's some Walton Hess.
plastic sack blues. That's Walton Hess. And that was superb, wasn't it? Um, I've uh, put the links to uh, Walton Hess's Bandcamp page uh, in the show notes, as I have uh, the Facebook page. I encourage you to visit said pages. Uh, and uh, there's some good sampling on there. There's uh, This Morning Heron, uh, Hell Has Your Name, and, and Bear Song, which is the song I'm going to be playing uh, after the interview, are all on the, uh, the SoundCloud page. Uh, and Facebook is... Uh, is, is pretty informative to be, to be honest and if you're in, in the area they're, uh, they're, they're gigging so uh, if you're in the, in the northwest try and catch them find out where they are by means of uh, the very articulate uh, Facebook page and uh, if you were to pigeonhole the band as a genre um, well they are self-professed as being alt-rock country psych popular song can't find fault with that, can you? Anyway, here's the interview with uh, with Matt Grayson. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll be back uh, momentarily. All the best. Yeah, and it's and I think because of you know every everybody in the band also plays in about ten of the bands, uh, so I don't know. Well, you, you, you've articulated it very very well. I mean, we we know that you're the principal songwriter. Uh, we know that uh, you've got seven in the can for uh, for your sophomoric effort, but we haven't even talked about the first effort yet, have we? <clears throat> that took five, well. It took about, it took a long time. It took nearly five years to do it. My goodness, that's that's from that's from that's from first writing it down on napkins to actual in the can. Yeah, and we had um, births, marriages, deaths, <laughs> and in in the meantime, I'm uh, sure, yeah. But it was a. It, it's strange because I think when we were doing the first album, we kind of uh, doing these songs which had done big gigs for the two years prior. Mm. And you're getting them down, and it's taking so long to get them down because you're trying to get the whole band in the same room at the same time. And then uh, by the time you finish it, you're like, God, are we still playing that song? Oh my God! <laughs> well, you've been you've been living with it for five years, and the rest of us saw new to us, but you've been living with it for five years. So, yeah. it's but I think um, my, my my good friend uh, Pete Phillipson, who's uh, uh, he's had his finger in a lot of eyes. He's played in so many bands, and he kind of just took on the role of uh, a supervisor. Basically, he just gave me a computer. <laughs> okay. okay. See you in a year, and we'll we'll see what you've got down. So that's that. That's how it worked out. And then I came back to him after a year or a year and a half, and I said, "Well, I've done all this. Uh, I've learned how to use Logic and Ableton off YouTube, and um, you taught yourself Pro Tools and all that business." Yeah. Um. And uh, he said, okay, well, that, that shit, that's okay. Go back and do that bit, and then I'll we'll see you in another year. And then, <laughs> and then a year later, we, 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 uh, we, found, we found it was okay, and then we mixed it. Well, I, I mixed half of it, he mixed half of it. That's what I was going to ask, yeah, because I was curious as to what Pete, Peter's involvement was, because cause George, George is resident at uh, 80 Hertz, isn't he? It's his place. Oh yeah, George. We we did the drums and the bass at eighty hertz. Yeah, yeah, and and he he was he involved in some of the mixing as well. Did you do, did he did George do any of uh, the mixing as well, uh, Matt? No, no. George was basically 
there, well, me and Pete did everything else. George just had to open the door. Um, <laughs> I cashed the check. <laughs> make sure the the, uh, the mics were all set up okay. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really nice space. It's beautiful. I've never been there, but I've been on the website. And it looks a gorgeous place to record. Yeah, it's, it's a nice space. But it was all the, the album was all done in my flat and um, our rehearsal room, my friend's, my friend's house, yeah. which I think the majority of, of records are made now. Nobody can afford to go into a 600-pound day studio for, no. for two and do, do a record. And you don't need to do that anymore. Agreed, agreed. But uh, there are some that choose because they have the means. And if you have the means, then of course, by, by all means. But it's an expensive yeah. endeavour, especially if you're uh, precious about your work and it takes you uh, an eternity to, to, to chuck out your material. Now, with regards to the first album, have you got, got any airplay at all? You must have got some locally. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mog, Mog's played us a lot. All, yeah. all of them. We've been on BBC Six Music quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Mark Riley's played played uh, a couple of the three-minute songs. Um, the guy, what's his name? Oh, my God, I can't remember. Uh, the guy who's on 11 o'clock. Oh. Well, I think it's me. I'm time-shifted now, so I, I listen to everything yeah. retroactively, so I don't know what's live. Not Gideon, not Gideon Co. I can't remember his name. Oh, it's okay. He's played all, he's played all eight minutes of um, This Morning Heron twice. Wow. Well, kudos. Back on the radio. Yeah, that's that's a commitment to pay an eight-minute song twice. So that's good. That's yeah. great. Now, I saw that you've got a gig forthcoming at the end of uh, end of November. Uh, are you going to be able to squeak a few more gigs in before uh, the end of the year, or is gigging quite a hard thing to nail down for you? I would imagine it is. Well, no, it hasn't been for, for this year. We've done quite a lot. Um, we've done a few festivals, and we've done quite a lot of as, a, as a full band. Um, but it's only in the last, say, three months where uh, it's been increasingly difficult to get all six of us in the same room at the same time. I've just decided to, to do a, a quite a few gigs on my own uh, as Walton Hess. Okay, that's what I was driving at. I was saying it must be quite hard to, to start herding cats, getting everybody all together. So you're opting to go alone under the moniker of Walton yeah. Hess. And I think it's... Um, it's more of a more a case of uh, I don't have a choice. I have to keep keep doing some gigs because I, yeah. uh, I like doing gigs and I like playing my songs. And um, whether other people can do it or not, I still kind of have to do it. And I think it's more challenging as well to do gigs on your own because oh. you get nervous as hell. And I'm sure uh, you don't you don't have your, your mates with you on stage. And that, that's all it is, is your mates on stage. And I think, you know, all, all, all my favourite bands were just mates. And uh, and the music was a side, it was, it was a byproduct of having some fun. Yeah, I mean, all, all, all your favourite bands all got together to get girls, and that, and that's that, was, that was it. Yeah, that's, that's usually the uh, the lowest common denominator, is to, is to, is to, yeah. is to attract the opposite sex, yeah. So, so we've talked about you being the principal songwriter, the principal body, of course. Do you have a songwriting process? Because it's, it's it's more than a fair question. I know it's a cliched question, but it sounds to me, by virtue of of, of uh, how hands on you are, you must have a system. You must have some kind of process. Yeah. Um, sit down with your acoustic guitar. 
like a hippie, and you uh, keep t playing these chords until something's got its own personality, and you think, and then then you can put a little melody to it, and but, then it just all comes from there. I, but but music, been, music first, Matt, as opposed to lyrics first, or do you like? Do you... Uh, it's always music first. So, okay. Yeah, lyrics is you know you. you, you you slave over lyrics. I can't. I don't know any, any songwriter who says, "Oh, lyrics just come out a piece of cake." Well, there are some, and they're they're blessed, and they're the ones that actually have yeah. the other uh, another problem whereby they have to sift through a litany of work to be able to to nail stuff down. But but you, the way that you write is is probably the same for about seventy five percent of artists. Okay. They tend to lay down the music first. Yeah, and it's more fun as well. I think I, then, then you can get all your. All, all these melodies in your head first before you have to sit down on your own in a dark room for, for a few days and, and, and try and write some lyrics and try and uh, get inside your own head. Yeah, and, and I say that... The, 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 I'd love to be somebody who can just write poetry and uh, get all these words which just spill out onto paper. Um, uh, huge admiration for anyone who can do that. Well, is I'm, it... a massive, I'm a massive fan of hip-hop because... Mm. They're so clever. Well, it's true of consciousness too. It's just incredible how they can just string things together off the cuff. But so, so you, you lay things down acoustically, and then you go through the processes. Probably lay down a four track, and then finesse it. So, um, we've talked about that that aspect. So the the art, because you haven't got a lot of releases. You've all, all I've seen in terms of artwork are, are the gig posters, which which are quite which are quite uh, impelling. But the, but the cover itself for the LP, uh, I would imagine that you uh, you chose that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a photo by uh, Marjo uh, Lopinen, which uh, I, I really liked, and I just thought, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it is, it's it's uh, it's a very uh, it's 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 a nice shot. It's almost like a stereo lab cover from 19, 1992, but uh, it's a it's a bit stark, and I like that. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I like I like the colours, uh, but I'm afraid that's as far as it goes because it's okay. It, it was it was kind of it was so weird when when I finished doing the, all the recording I thought ah oh, well after you've actually mixed and mastered the album you actually need some kind of artwork yes you do like I can't have this going on for another six months while I find someone to do some artwork and uh, I, I found this picture and I emailed the lady and said this is this is a lovely picture can I use it and she's like yeah whatever nice I'm in Australia. Just keep just keep the email as, as for the legalese aspects, and then so for when yeah. you when, when you're big and your album's out on a, on, a, on a major, you won't have to yeah. contend with some uh, so, irate yeah. Aussie. But in, in, the, in the next one, I, I'd really like to uh, to make it more of a product. Oh, okay. Could you could you expand upon that? Uh, just to spend a lot more time on the artwork and get someone to actually do something which. You know, somebody who's actually listened to the music and who, who yeah. seems, uh, represents the actual album, as opposed to, to just uh, getting a picture out of nowhere and, and sticking it together. However, Matt, you know, to the, to the uninitiated, until I asked that question, you could have said anything. You could have said, oh, I went to Berlin on, on, a, on a photography holiday and I, and I, I took this one and I was particularly enamoured with it. So you, you could have fobbed somebody off with some some some, some massive story. But uh, yeah, be honest, though. Oh, I'm just kidding. But, but stick with the theme. I like, I like that minimalist uh, 
aspect of, the, of this first photograph and uh, it does become a problem when you want to want, want to be involved yourself because it, it's your image as well so do, do you think that the next product it'll, it'll be through uh, through Bandcamp I'm sure but will you offer physical product as well or will it just be digital no I, I, uh, the next album I'm going to try and push for it to be released by label or I'm going to sell my own label Okay, so you will do a you you will have a commodity that people can actually touch and feel, which is even more. Yeah, I mean, we did get quite a lot of press. Yeah. Um, we got we got a few uh, physical CDs, and they they've all gone now. They've all yeah. sold out. Um, a few of them got damaged by beer at the or album launch gig, and that's what happens. Um, it does, yeah. But yeah, uh, it was, it's so strange with that with that record. I, I it seems to take four years to make and then a month to actually get out there and I think that month is to know that you need to find the right balance because when when something happens when something's taken so long to make you, you just want to get it out there and and I think that was my I think that was a mistake on my part not spending more time on promotion and uh, artwork yeah. Well, it's a lesson learned. You just need to get someone to do that for you because it's very, cl very close to home for you, obviously. So you've got to, you've got to hand that baton over to someone else to do that for you. Mm. Let you concentrate on what you're good at and let someone market it for you. But it, it's great. It's great that you've got the airplay. I was, I was unaware that you've got quite a bit of airplay on, on, on six, which is great. And uh, I would imagine that uh, there's been some local. Local Manchester, uh, whether it's Key playing some stuff, I would hope late night. Yeah, uh, all of them plays. Uh, um, we were on some radio in America as well. I can't. I don't know what song it was, and uh, a song in some Spanish radio as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you'll be you'll be you'll be on a Canadian radio station next week, and which is which is broadcast internationally. So. I'll uh, I'll be sending you all the links that, that pertain to, to this particular interview. Um, cool. You talked about having seven songs written for the next release. Mm. How, how many do you want to go into the next wave with? Are you going to write uh, a little bit more so you can put out a couple of singles and some B-sides? you just want to do one body of work and chuck out one LP? Yeah, just chuck out one LP. And it's, I, say, I say seven songs. I also have, uh, you know, I also like... A lot of soundscapes and yeah. instruments and uh, um, you know ambient noise, which uh, but I have seven songs and I think I can base everything else around around that and obviously more songs. But sure, at the, at the minute it, it, I've got seven seven songs. Do do you have a an uh? an ideal ETA for, for the release or are you just going to let it happen organically and it happens when it happens yeah it's going to it, it, I don't want it to take as long as the last one well I would I, I would expect you don't want to wait five years yeah ideally I, I'd like it to I'd like to be in the mixing stage this time next year okay gotcha so in, yeah, in, in a fraction like a fraction of the time 20 2000 early 2018 I'd like it to be finished Okay, all right, and um, to have a, have, a, have a tour as well. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice to get to get out to get outside of Greater Manchester. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, we do get we do get to get out of out of Manchester, and, you know, as far as London, and but 
uh, when when you don't have a a full time band, it's it's quite difficult to arrange a tour. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I think, you know, if I had, if I could, you know, as as the the, the, the principal person of the band, if I could have something to you know offer financially to other people in the band, then you know that would be nice. And so they say, yeah, I'll come to Bournemouth for for, for two nights. Uh, what what's in it for me? For for twenty quid, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's... I'm not I'm not going to Bournemouth for nothing. Yeah, I I, I would imagine that uh, that's to be so. It's either it's either being fed, being watered, or some some kind of payola. Um, if you were to choose songs, you can choose two songs that I'm going to play uh, on the next program. So which which two songs would you have me play? Um, yeah. uh, I think I don't think I sent you actually. Hell has your home. Look, my favourite song. Uh, I think I sent you the first time I sent the link. Okay. Uh, and then the second time, I don't think I put it on. But Hello to Your Home is, uh, I think, because that's, that's something I did all in the rehearsal room. All the drums are all done with one microphone. And oh, yeah. It's all, it's, it's all so raw. Yeah. I, mean, I really like that song. I really enjoy playing that one live. Um another song I like um, I don't know I think Bear Song is obvious because it's the first song and it sounds you know it sounds quite produced uh, I do like that I think I think it's always the case when it's the first song that you've heard from anybody it, mm. it has an indelible mark because it, it is the first thing that you've heard so that's the one that strikes me because it was the first yeah. song I heard that you'd ever you know that, 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 you'd, that you'd made so we can do. Well, we can... I like Heron as well. Heron, but Heron's eight minutes long. Well, I'll vacillate between the last two. I'll, play, I'll definitely play. I'll definitely play Hell, and we'll, we'll figure out which which one we'll play depending on how much time. And yeah, um, and I've got I've got one uber uber trivial question that I ask everybody. And that's important. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not a United fan. That's great. You don't, well, that wasn't the question I was going to ask. However, um, it's more about you hypothetically, let's say you're gigging in Eastern Canada and you come around my place for a cup of tea uh, and, I, and I bring out the biscuit tin and it's, mm. a, it's a magic biscuit tin in that you can have any biscuit that you want. Mm. What would you have? Uh, a chocolate hobnob. Chocolate hobnob. Okay, that's great. And that's oh, I'm also very grateful to you that you haven't come up with some newfangled biscuit because that means I don't have to put another column in my spreadsheet. That's great. Yeah, so, any other biscuit? I don't think. No, you're going to be there. You're going to be there in the chocolate hobnob section, and I shall uh, send you a copy of the amended graph with uh, with everybody's uh, uh, biscuits of choice on it, as well as I'll send you a link with with regards to when this is going to be broadcast. Just so you know, I'll be cool. uh, I'm recording the episode later this week, and it'll go uh, it'll be uploaded by the end of uh, the end of uh, this coming week. So. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, and uh, I hope the birthday party uh, went well, and that you're uh, not the worst for wear for it. You, despite sipping beer throughout the interview, I'm quite envious. No, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. It's, it's great. Well, let's stay in touch, and let's 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 you know, I want to be a part of this journey with you, and see and see if uh, see if the next record can uh, blow the doors off this one. But right now, I'm concentrating on this one. I'm going to be playing a lot of material from this record. Oh, that's great. I'd appreciate you, you having a good listen to it because, uh, you know, I'm quite kind of, obviously most of it I'm proud of, other bits I'm like, oh God, I wish I'd done that better. But, 
I'm sure everybody who's ever made a record or done a painting could. could well, the old it. adage is, Matt, it's never finished. So you've got to yeah. draw. You've got to draw a line under it at some point. Otherwise, you'd be in a padded cell. And we, yeah, and we don't want that. So thanks so much. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch and hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, and uh, well done for Liverpool yesterday. Oh yeah, well, well, you lot too. You well, lot you got, too. You got hammered today. I uh, know. What happened today? Uh, we were just. We, this is a bad day at the office. Did you watch it? I didn't know because I was at my first birthday party. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you have, have to be watching it on your phone. Yeah, well, if you're a city, if, if you're a city fan, you're better. You're better off out of it. It was not. It was not a performance to be proud of, but uh, long, long, long way. As long as you win it, we win it. And as long as that lot across the way don't win it, that, that, that's more, more than makes me happy. My main yeah. criterion is that they don't win it. And then, exactly. then the rest falls into place after that. So at least we have an affinity there as well. We, we, have, a common, uh, we have a common enemy. So uh, we'll talk about that another time. But all the best and I'll talk to you soon, yeah? Okay, thanks, pal.